How about some other artists that I didn't bring up that, and, and maybe you haven't shared on your socials just yet? Any other musical artists that you want to talk about? Man, I think I think I mentioned it before. Crumb uh, Band, man, it's just they're just killing it. They're just amazing to watch. It's a trio from Houston. They do Thai funk, and I've just been really impressed by their stage presence and the music that they play. And it's really been getting a lot of, of my time. It's been getting a lot of turns, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've I've gotten a chance to uh, photograph them a few times too. So they're just a lot of fun, and they're real funky and. They're amazing musicians. So, yeah, I dig them a lot. In fact, the last time I saw them in Atlanta, I went to a place to eat afterwards, and the drummer, just by chance, he showed up with some local friends to eat there as well. <laughs> That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. He kind of sat right like across from me and a buddy of mine. And like I said uh, before, I just usually, you know, hey, thanks for the show tonight. You know, I don't really get into a bunch of conversation because the guy's eating, I'm eating. Everybody wants their own space and their own time, so you have to respect that. What about, like, in the middle of a concert? Are you taking a few minutes to get acclimated with what the lighting guy, the lighting crew, what they're doing, what kind of colors you got popping off, and maybe what shadows are being created? I'm probably not asking this the right way, but are you looking for some of that stuff before you... No, man, I just kind of, um, I'm a big stickler for ear protection because I'm really up there by the, you know, the main PA and, um, I just get in there and just go for whatever comes, you know, I don't really ever plan for it just because you can't, the opening act usually for any major musician is going to have their own lighting director. Um, sometimes the opening will use the lighting director supplied by the house or the house lighting director. So it's always different. And uh, as you know, they never they never turn up until the headliners on the stage anyway. So there's probably lights that they don't even use for the for the opening act anyway. So it, I just kind of go for it. I don't really pay a lot of attention to trying to plan it out because you really can't. I just kind of take what is given and just make the best of it. So when we met, and this goes back to the question you asked before, the first CD that I ever got was uh, we sold our soul for rock and roll, which is a Black Sabbath compilation of greatest hits from the late 60s to yeah. like right when uh, Ozzy left. So that was my first CD. I always want to know what I'm going to, because my grandparents, man, my grandparents listened to jazz and gospel, you know, before they left the earth. And I'm always wondering what I'll be like as an old man. Like, will I, will I still you know, will I be that old man in the neighborhood that, you know, you pass by his house and you hear this faint, like, (laughs) (laughs) all the old folks in my family never listened to, even if they did listen to anything rowdy when they were young, I always wonder, I don't know. I know I'm going to keep listening to it, so it, it doesn't really matter, but I always wonder how I will be perceived as, you know, a 70 year old man, rocking some like thrashy stuff i need to actually i've got a really cool playlist if you uh on spotify if you if you're we need i need to share that with you it, it might be 48 hours long and it's it's got everything i'm all about it i need to share it with you man man i still listen to i mean i, I jump around listen to rat yesterday a couple songs off of detonator um oh wow 
you know, that's glam metal. Metallica, of course, um, 72 seasons. I wasn't, I'm still not crazy about the album as a whole, but um, it's one of the best sounding records that they put out. I mean, Testament, that's actually a good example. A band like Testament, you know, are you going to be 74 years old and, and blasting like that old thrash sound? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I worry. I I don't want to, I feel like the moment, I just I, I contribute to this playlist often if I run across something that I like or something that I haven't heard in a while, and I always wonder like, man, when I stop, when I delete this playlist, that's it. That that's I'm I'm officially like an old dude. Like it doesn't worry me. It doesn't. And I I look back at all the elders in my family and I'm like, man, they never did this. Like, how am I gonna get away with this? You know, like you know. You know, I just you know, heard, we, I just heard that Lars Ulrich's dad died at ninety-five, and wow. you know, as recently I was just kind of reading about, I've been aware of him, but you know, they put it out an album out in twenty sixteen, and I was reading something about his reaction to that, and he was telling Lars that he loved it. It was like one of his favorite records they'd done, Hardwired. So at that mm-hmm. point, he's he still he's in his late eighties, listening to yeah. and enjoying that type of heavy metal i don't talk about it a lot on the podcast but i love the genre i grew up with it my older brother was in a band in high school that's probably the reason reason why some people get into it 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 is kind of on the the fringe of popular music and you got to get some exposure somewhere some people just miss it they don't have a brother they don't have they don't go places or get around people that listen to that in their teenage years. So, but I didn't have any choice. I mean, I started out listening to, like I said, my first cassettes were Prince, Marky Mark, Bell Biv DeVoe, uh, CNC Music Factory. I was all, all in on '90s, early '90s R&B, and I still really love R&B. But yeah, that. Yeah, man. It, I'm looking at it now. You made me pull it up. It's called Fast Fast Thrash. And the you know Spotify lets you descriptive, and it, I just said super fast and heavy rock and roll. And the, the first song on the list is the Trooper by Iron Maiden, and I'm gonna scroll all the way to the bottom of the list. The last song on the list is Mother by Danzig. So in between, you've got Toxic Holocaust, Metallica, Nuclear Assault, Creator. What else is in DRI, Downfall, Typo Negative, um, Buzz Open, Cathedral. I don't know if you remember. I was, oh, yeah. Uh, best with Cathedral. Earache Records. Yeah, I've actually never talked to anybody about Cathedral. When I was 15, I think it was, my brother Robert had them on an earache sampler. And so he's 16, I'm 15. I'm going to school with him every day. We're listening to Entombed, Cathedral, Bolt Thrower, and... I, I loved, I think the first song I must have heard was Midnight Mountain or Ride or something off of that that album. They have a very unique sound. Oh, yeah. Um, Rick Dorian's very, not for everybody. Oh, he's not. He's a growler, but not in a um, cannibal corpse kind of way. You know, he just kind of slow and low, man. And, Andy, do you ever find with, like, you love an album by a metal band and you're thinking, all right, 
I'm going to approach this friend of mine who doesn't really like this stuff, but I just I know this is great music, and they maybe can't get past the image, they can't get past some of the subject matter, because I know sometimes the subject, the lyrical content might kind yeah, of yeah. run kind of run counter to people's values, or I mean, it gets a little little rough in some cases. I I, I can't really listen and sing along to you know, Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> yeah. But on this whole list, the, the playlist that I'm talking about is 21 hours long. And there is no Cannibal Corpse anywhere on it. <laughs> or any other group that fits that genre. Nothing against them. I'm not dissing them at all. It's just not my thing. But, man, I I, I know we're getting to coming to a close. I, I can't um, do this show without Naming a couple of bands from that genre that I've been listening to pretty heavy. Oh yeah, um, High on Fire, man. I don't know if you're familiar or not, but I've heard of them. I can't think of when I've heard them, but I've always known about them. I they're love- awesome. They're they're one of my favorite bands. That you know, I, I don't know if you remember. I was into like I had that Stoner Rock section at the 280 store. Yeah, Fu Manchu. Yeah, you would send folks out there to get those records all the time. Right. Like, uh, so he was in a band called Sleep, who yeah. were one of the four on the forefront of that genre. Didn't he, Sleep had that? They put out a release. And it was one song, and it was like thirty minutes long. Sixty minutes long. It's called. Uh, <laughs> and this was after the record company had invested in them, put them in a recording house in California. And like, hey, these guys are going to be amazing. And they basically wasted the money on marijuana and orange amplification and cranked out that one that one record. <laughs> I have to add, it, it's it's an amazing saga. It's it's an amazing record. That's just what I. That's on the heavy side. That's one of the bands I've been listening to a lot. Well, if you recommend it, I'm adding them. He played a couple of he he um Birmingham's on his list of reoccurring you know cities. He comes through here every tour, at least Atlanta. But usually he'll hit Nashville, Atlanta, and, and Birmingham. And man, he's just amazing. He plays a custom Gibson, and I think it's a twelve-string Gibson. And please, if you're out there listening, if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm not a guitar tech. So, but he just rips, man. And he's like, he's like six feet, you know, I'm sitting there on the lip of the stage photographing this guy and he's like six, four. And I'm sitting there with a super wide lens, taking these just mammoth pictures, you know, that super wide lens at a 16 millimeter, it, it distorts. And I'm, I'm getting into some technical photography stuff. And I'm sure that some of your listeners will be interested, but when you shoot a person really close with, <clears throat> that kind of distortion, it makes them look so giant, you know, and he's already tall and it's just, I don't know. He's amazing, dude. He, that band is just heavy and just crunchy and just, they're just doing everything right. It's a trio. It's a power trio. We've got a music venue here in Pensacola, a vinyl music hall. And that's really my go-to these days. It's about 20, 30 minutes from the house. Probably go see when I was single, it used to be about 
four, maybe five shows a year. Now, maybe one or two. But oh, I man. still love to go see live music in a club setting. I like an amphitheater show. I'm just about over the big arena show. I don't, I can't justify the expense. You don't really, it's not intimate. It's, yeah. Mm, I, you know, because uh, the larger the venue and the thousands of people, you're invariably going to be so, unless you're on the floor, you're going to be a, around people who are, it's distracting enough when you go to the movie theater and someone's like on their phone. But if you're like sitting there watching Metallica and they're playing the shortest straw or something and the guy next to you is playing a game on his cell phone, like that stuff goes on. I mean, it's just, they're seated. I like to be standing. I like to be close to the stage <laughs> and get in and out with having spent 40 bucks or something like that. It's Tool is playing here next year and I'm bummed. I've, I... I either got to shoot it because the last time they played, we were way back. We were far back. And it, you know, they're so visual and they're, you know, their sound is so great. They do everything they can to make it as intimate. And then Maynard is just intimate performer. But yeah, I was, I, I agree with you. I was pretty bummed that I wasn't able to get some really close seats. Yeah. Plan B is shoot them and be close in that manner. But even then I'll, I'll only be up there for the first three songs, but, the first three songs for some bands is only 10 minutes. The first three songs for for Tool will probably be an hour. <laughs> That's right. So At Tool's, that. I've never seen Tool. I'd love to see them perform. Oh, dude, they're awesome. Well, Andy, probably. anything that you want to anything you want to plug out there? Are you listening to other shows or uh, anything you're watching like uh, at night? Here lately, man, I've been into a band called Krung Band. They're from Houston, and they're a self-described as a uh, Thai, and that's Thai like Thailand, the country, Thai funk. And I've seen them. Uh, I saw them here. I'm not here in Birmingham, but I saw them in Atlanta a couple of times, and I saw them in Nashville. Um, my wife took me to Nashville last year to see them. I yeah, could get into that. From Ben, man, they're uh, it's mostly instrumental with some vocals. They're dope, man. Krongbin is, I think, stands for, like, airplane in Thai speak or in, in the Thai language. And uh, they're just spacey and cosmic and just, they're good. If you're not really into jam bands, they're not too much of that. But it's just three people, and they just get up there and jam out, man. It's like, it's real relaxing and just real chill. I'm always up for recommendations. There's not too many... There's some genres that I I don't care for, but if somebody that I know and respect says, you got to at least listen to one track from this artist, I'm going to do it. Yeah, check them out, man. You might like them. I think, I think you will. There's a band, real quick, that I'll plug. They draw very heavily from Motorhead. Yeah. They, they, you hear bands that wear their influences on their sleeve. They really do. I mean, they've got a guy in the band that, that looks like Lemmy. I think he's the lead singer. I haven't listened to everything, but Awesomevel, A-S-O-M-V-E-L. If you like Motorhead... Oh, man. <laughs> there's virtually no reason not to like what they're doing. I actually kind of look at it like, hey, Motorhead's not writing new music. They're not touring. 
They're not performing. Lemmy has left us. Here, oh, here's, here's what Sorry. you're missing. Yeah, they're from the UK. Yeah. Ryan, their drummer, he follows the podcast, so maybe he's listening to this show. If he is, Ryan, I love the sound, and uh, love to have you on the show. I'll, I'll reach out to him privately. But well, get done, man. Follow, yeah, follow Ryan uh, on Instagram. He's got a lot of cool drum videos. I play drums not that well, but I do like to follow drummers. At, at the store, you had your, your setup there for a minute. That's right. Yeah, upstairs. Yeah, dude. Rad times, man. You know, sometimes you wish you could go back in time and and relive some moments. That was just. I think the CD warehouse location is a might be a jewelry store now. Do you know? I wonder if happened? um that one in Homewood that I worked at, if if Toddy's next door, the package store, if it's still there. Oh yeah, it's still there. I would go in there because I was like 20 years old. I don't think I ever bought booze from him. Maybe I did once I turned 21. But, you know, you, even at 21, you know, you're going you're gonna to pay a premium for a six-pack versus just <laughs> going to the grocery store or the ABC store. But uh, usually I'd walk over there and get like a Milky Way or Dr. Pepper or something. Toddy's is still there, man. I wonder if the old man is still there. I was always jealous of the Homewood store just because of that upstairs. We had like some fun. Cool. Yeah, Mark and I would go up there and jam. He, Mark could, I mean, he he could play. He could really play. I could see that. We had a guy really- on occasion that would come and play bass with us, and we would, I think we were writing a little bit. We never really formed, uh, well, we we didn't have... A vocalist, but it was yeah, it'd be me, Mark, and I wish I could remember his name because he would kind of be touch and go. But, but I mean, Mark could play all the Metallica stuff. I got to introduce you to, and I got to throw his name out here. Hopefully, he listens to the show. Mike McGrady. Oh man, I know that guy. You know, know Mike. Guy. Yes, he's awesome. He used to come to the the store all the time. He's yeah. a great guy. Oh, we were fast friends. It was one of my one of my favorite customers, and then became a friend. I'd see him at concerts. Dude, you look at that guy, and he's you're just like, oh, uh, let's talk about my bank loan. Or he's just he's, yes. clean, he's he's very unassuming, but then he's just like, let's listen to some music, and it's just like, oh, so you're into this? Yeah, I, I love that guy. He's great. Oh, he was wonderful. Like like just like you said back then. He just kind of goes to show you that fans of heavy metal and all the subgenres, they don't all have, they don't, they don't all wear black t-shirts, long, unkempt hair. Absolutely um, not. But with me, and we could go off on this, but shoot, I'm already six four, and I'm lanky, and what more attention do I need to draw to myself? I'm not going to wear, I mean, I didn't even wear like a Slayer shirt to school because it's like for me personally I didn't need the extra eyeballs on me (laughs) there are fans everywhere of all stripes of this style of music that's correct if you have a need for an experienced photographer of Andy's caliber please get in touch with him you'll be so glad you did Andy is a man of preparation, execution, and his work, as you'll see, speaks for itself.